No, but you made finger motions, so I stopped. I know. Why are you, why are you paying attention to that? I'm going to have to figure out some kind of whisper thing for the director. So She's usually on it, but I think she was talking this time. So <laughs> She's like, can't cold open myself. You know? Yeah, that would be stupid. Right. So as we were saying, in Grave Peril, <laughs> well, we, we're only halfway through the book at best right now. We should probably focus. But... Bouncing back to book three. Yeah, I know, right? Yeah. Reread number two. What? Yeah, God no, dude. We're not doing that again. <laughs> like, we're gonna have to do it on our own. But like, I can't imagine we're gonna go back through this again. Like I said, it. I think it's taken us two years, and I was definitely thinking last night. Like, I'm going through uh, battlegrounds for the third time, I think. But it's been two months. We've been recording these episodes. I think we're on episode five. Is this five? I think it's four. Uh, not according to your card, it isn't. So, but the one I was just looking at said, "Oh, whatever." Battlegrounds fuck. Part Five. Okay, that's so. what got me confused. It's one twenty-four, <laughs> but it's Part Five, and I was there like, "Is it one twenty-five Part four? <laughs> so I did the wrong one. That's nah, all good. So, I yeah. It. Well, well, we're on Chapter Seventeen. So, welcome 18. to the Dresden Files podcast. My note says seventeen. Whatever. We, we are going to swear 17. and shit. I'm pretty sure we're 30 seconds in now, so we can say shit and fucking balls and stuff. So yeah. we're going to spoil it, obviously. Like, seriously, there's a really good chance, like, the penultimate spoiler of this book is in this episode. Don't freaking, you can listen I mean, to if us there, If we don't get to that, then we have clearly lost sight of how to do things. Right. Tell you what, hit up our Patreon. I think it's like $20. We'll talk to you one-on-one afterwards if you need to hear our voice, but if you don't want to get spoiled, do not listen to this episode. That's your final warning. So, or do and be ignorant. Either way. Right. Just don't yell at us about it. <laughs> right. There you go. Do whatever you, you want. Been... Just don't yell at us about what you decide. You've been I'm not going to limit you. Good people. Yell all you want. I'm just going <laughs> to ignore it though. <laughs> so according to my notes, we're starting in chapter 18. Because we finished 17 last time. So we're even more through the book. Uh, and basically, they are arriving at the bean where Mab is set up with a whole bunch of other she warriors. Mm. I wonder what's yeah. going to happen. And they're being creepy. And the bean is being all shiny. The bean is being creepy. The bean right. is being shiny, is what it's. Because yeah. it's yeah. like reflecting the fire on one side and reflecting Mab on the other. With her creepy ass unicorn. And, yeah. You know, we. We respect unicorns, but mostly because we fear them in winter, so. Yeah. Uh, unicorns who serve winter aren't like the ones you've seen in books or movies or cartoons. They aren't silvery, white, and pretty. They are designed by H.R. Geiger. Exoskeletons of a lot of black and other creepy colors. Inexplicable phalluses and boobies, so, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, really thanks. I, I was definitely thinking like the piping and whatever, you know, the first time I read through, but I just realized I was like, no, that damn it. <laughs> yeah. I know way too much about H.R. Geiger's art. <laughs> so. And it is uh, the size of a Budweiser horse and also emanating power from it. It's fucking scary. It doesn't have eyeballs, so it can't be tricked by glamour. It has three horns. And there's this reference, he says, uh, that horn it's doing something what had that tim curry character called it an antenna pointing to heaven mm-hmm. what what is that what is he talking about i'm guessing it's from legend but i don't get the reference myself so but that's your job 
Yeah, I know, but I don't read every everything. Uh, or watch, even. Uh, anyway, keep keep going. I'll find it. Yeah, it's Legend. That's Yeah, that's what I figured, because Tim Curry's the devil in that. So Tim Curry has horns. And so through supposition and, you know, whatever, I was able to figure it out. But I haven't actually... Shocker, I haven't seen Legend. I should watch Legend, but, you know, what that was this? not one that my you know, Christian based parents let me watch as a child. So, but shock. <laughs> you had a much more normal upbringing. Well, I mean, ish, you know, like they weren't fundy. They were just, you know. No, they didn't take you to the movie theater and try to figure out how violent is Queen of the Damned. And the movie person says that it's like Blade. It's like, okay, I know she's seen Blade. So we're going. <laughs> right. Well, yeah, I don't, I don't know if we saw Blade in the theater, but I, you know, I mean, we definitely saw Jurassic Park. I have vivid memories of being like a five-year-old or I guess I was like eight-ish, you know, watching that Jurassic Park when the T-Rex roars and I wanted to disappear into the seat, but that's a different kind of nightmare than like, you know, Blade or whatever. But yeah, like I, I definitely had a very similar, you know, movie diet as a child where it's like, yeah, Terminator, uh, Blade, all of those things before I was, you know, eight, 12, whatever. Absolutely. So. All right. Back <laughs> totally to normal, well-adjusted adults <laughs> with a podcast. Okay. Yeah. My Thanks. action figures, my, my model ships, like <laughs> totally normal. So. So the unicorn is is doing like focusing power, menacing, emanating Mab's aura of berserker rage. I'll call it. And the no, knife. What? It's not berserker what? rage. It's just like what I'm She's, tired. I'm just gonna, it's close. It's enough. not hate and it's not love. It's reason. Yeah, so did you even read the book? It's more power, violent. <laughs> she wants to make people more aggressive and more violent, and also take away their fear. Yeah, that eh, it just seemed close enough to me. Um, okay. The the artifact taken from Hades' vault is vibrating on Harry's hip, and I'm trying real hard not to think about it. Most mm -hmm. people with vibrators on their hips uh, go through the same thing. <laughs> uh, let's see. So Murphy pulls up in front of the bean, and just they kind of are all getting together and talking, and then all of the warrior she is kind of watching them and he's a he knows that they are going to test him because they are predators and it's what they have to do but he goes straight up to mab and she is happy like for a flickering portion of an instant i thought i saw something in her eyes like a vague shadow of pain or maybe sympathy uh, because this is he has the banner active now right and she knows few, he's now going to feel everything. Right. Few knights have, have had the power to uh, bring it to bear, something along those lines, right? I'm paraphrasing, obviously, but yeah. So, like, yeah. yeah so it, she's proven right once again. But also, like, out of these two books, you know, Peace Talks and Battlegrounds, I get the feeling that she feels understood by him. And that's as much as she's been going for, like her little war of words with Ebenezer and, you know, all of these things is that she knows Dresden better than anybody. And, and at, by a turn, he knows her better than 
just about anybody, you know, because she feels the banner all the time. And that's something that he reflects on, I think, in this chapter, if not the next one. But but basically, like, everybody thinks she's a cold, evil bitch. But when you've spent thousands of years feeling every wound and death of your nation, <laughs> you know, like, you're going to have to, you know, sequester that. You're going to have to defend yourself, you know, emotionally. Yeah, and so. she comments a little bit on that um, when she mentions a half a dozen cohorts have come to his banner and he knows instantly the number of people, 1187. And he's like, oh, this is an electus and this is going to be very different because it's not his people. And then she says, you did not embrace the cold. So he's still feeling all of his emotions and he has the banner instead mm -hmm. of relying on the winter cold to kind of make him more robotic. Gotcha. Yeah, because he's Dresden. Better oh, I'm sorry. I did I stutter? Yeah, I know they're not mutually exclusive, but this is one of those like I'm not the monster moments, right? So, listen, you don't have to be a monster to be like, oh, maybe I don't want to feel all these people dying. <laughs> and he already did that when he was talking about uh, the vampire battle in the graveyard. That he didn't want to think about losing his friends, and but he guess he chose not to. Um, but all of his cohort. Uh, they don't have weapons. They probably have maybe like a pipe or something to defend themselves and they need weapons. And he's basically asking Mav for it. And Mav's like, well, they're not under my banner, yeah, but I'm your vassal. So give me some fucking shit. <laughs> right. she appreciates if you want that. me to fight for you, quit making it difficult for me to fight for you. And then the unicorn notices him. <laughs> It's got to be a terrible feeling. Right. Its head swiveled as smoothly as a gun turret. My scrotum attempted to travel back in time. I forgot that line. Yeah, it's pretty great. Then <laughs> <laughs> Mab starts laughing, which is also creepy. And uh, is it, yes, oh, you'll do... Uh, tell me who takes out contracts in terms of a thousand years these days. Right. And apparently the asshole who made the bean, it's like, it's a thousand years. I'll stand for a thousand years and whatever. And then she opens up and has all of the guns and stuff in there. Loads and loads and loads of shotguns. Yeah, just sitting in the middle of the city in a thing that where people go all the time. Yeah. Oh yeah, there were easily one to two hundred people there when I was there. So you know, it just it's there. So yeah. Harry says you've got a hell of a lot of nerve, Mab, and she takes it as a compliment. Right. Thank you. She tells him to make a whole lot of destruction, make the foam bleed, and then that's a dismissal. So he goes away. Yeah, not quite. So almost, yeah. <laughs> he notices that even though the unicorn's hooves were very cruel spiked maces, and he asks questions about this banner. Few knights have had the strength to manifest it. And Harry's like, but you never told me about it. And she's like, would you have listened? Right. No. <laughs> when they die, I'll feel that too. Obviously, for all power, there is a price. Yeah. That's when he gets the insight that she does, too. Yeah. Right. She feel it when all of her subjects die and they carry their pain, their rage, their terror. 
back on the price of her own soul. Did she even have a soul anymore? I'd been waiting for Mab to lay into me with the magically enhanced temptation, the usual trappings of banish blandishments of corruption. But she's not really been doing that because the more terrifying question is what happens if she doesn't? Mm -hmm. But he, do it to himself. He knows that it's the price that needs to be paid and it's worth it. And so he goes with it. No, it's the same arguments that people keep making against him that he's joined the monsters because from everyone's point of view, they just, that's all they see. Well, he has joined so. the monsters. They just don't understand the monsters. Well, yeah. But I mean, you know, it, it's the same mentality he had going in where it's like, oh, she's going to do this. Oh, she's going to do that. It's like you, you, none of you really seem to be paying attention to how this works. Matt doesn't want to change him. She just wants to unleash him. Let him no. be himself. I don't buy that because certainly, I mean, early on, you know, she was all about like she, I think she would have been, she didn't want a Lloyd, another Lloyd Slate, but she would have been okay with it. You know what she, but she definitely like he had understood since early on that she wanted the wizard and she needed a thinker, right? She needed somebody smart who could read between the lines and get the job done, you know, beyond just being a bruiser. But at the end of the day, she'll make, being a bruiser work right so she'd ju be just fine corrupting him and you know having that status quo and whatever but it's i don't know like i guess the difference between having was... so if he was corruptible mm -hmm. then she would have to know that he's corruptible and make it work for her but every time sure. she pushes on him and he resists and he fights back and he isn't corrupted then he's even stronger for it sure and she knows an agrees with his motives and so it's like when on the, the top of the castle and she just unleashes him and like laughing at everyone else who thinks that he should stay put and was actually going to listen to them about that right yeah she's getting the, the better deal that way right well in having a meta thought right so she she knows what he is she knows what he's meant for this whole time we've we've assumed up to a point that she's building him as her weapon right but maybe she knows that you know in the end game he needs to be incorruptible because that's the only way he's going to be able to fight the outsiders and so she's not even making right. him her weapon obviously she's happy to use him and hone him in the interim but because she is team reality and she will do whatever she she needs to do to maintain the outer gates, all of this is to make sure, like, I'm, I can't think of the direct adage, but, you know, it, she's basically tempering the steel, right? She needs to know he's going to break before it's the end game, because if he breaks on the field with the outsiders, it's game over for everybody. If he breaks along the way, well, let's get the next one and see if that does better, you know? So, mm -hmm. yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Moving to chapter 19 now. Uh, Sonia and Murphy are passing out weapons to all of the new volunteers and trying to show them how not to kill themselves with it. Right. Yeah. Uh, Harry calls them toot toot and then sends them to a message with Etri. Within five minutes of uh, that, Svartel squad combat engineers arrive and start like doing things to this gazebo. And there's what styrofoam underneath the grass and weird shit. 
Earthbenders, my dude. Yeah. Sonya's <laughs> like, oh, I didn't know that this was built out of styrofoam, but it's it's a giant garden is what Harry says. But honestly, I don't think it matters. It's <laughs> like, it's, uh, you know, it's Spardolf Earthbenders, so. Mm-hmm. Is a diffalady enough for you? <laughs> right. Works enough. And Sonya starts talking uh, tactics of like they can hold here, or but they could go around. So should leave one third and then go find others. Pow pow, video game easy. Right. So positive. And he says that we are very positive people, the yeah. Russians. Dad, like, no, you aren't. Russian. <laughs> yeah. Very positive people. I love little Jedi man. <laughs> I get to poke you a couple of times before you get a poke back, so, you know. I don't rub it in. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> you you absolutely gloat in your smugness. Yes, you will. Yeah, well. <laughs> Sonia basically said, this is a terrible fight, but it's the only one we have. Fair is many steps up the ladder as we are now. With all these tactics, like, we do this, we do that. They kill us here, they kill us there. Right. And... Uh, Harry gets uh, the idea that all of the people of winter are now going to be trying to uh, do their wintry things and he sends out a thought as loud as he possibly can to all of winter of the mortals of Chicago are off limits. Cross me on this and I'll kill every last one of you. And they actually listen because Harry's will becomes their will and just like takes its place. Yes. I felt the adjustment of their very beings. He equates it to a farmer who wants to look after his livestock. It's like, no, these are my prey. Mm -hmm. You go get your own. Maybe it's as close as being protective as winter gets, but it was hard and real and probably good enough. Mm-hmm. And he starts uh, sending the Malks out to go do things. Well, what good is having them if you don't lose them? He goes to Murphy and he's talking about uh, the guns and the volunteers. And she is trying to teach him, of, like, don't put the weapon at your face. Don't put your finger on the trigger unless you really mean it. Yeah, she goes through the four rules and then, you know, at the end they're like, you know, she also tells them like, they're pretty much going to be able to shoot as far as you can see. So just point and click, you know, and then they're like, wait, that's all we get? <laughs> like, so plenty of soldiers have gotten less. <laughs> so. Yeah, and they don't have the abilities to give them more. Right. And Harry says, uh, if you want to run, head west. The enemy is coming in from all sides everywhere else. And I, this is eventually going to be named Randy. Yeah. What? You think you're a what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Harry asked Murphy for advice. What do I do? How do I make sure that these people don't get killed? And she says, uh, trust Sonia because he has experience. He was already doing that. But yes, Sonia's in charge. Sonia's in charge of the whole banner. And then he sets up all of these officers and like groups of take 10 people or something. Every 30 people gets an officer. There's 10 officers, something like that. Okay, so, yeah. Or maybe maybe more, because obviously that doesn't break into 1187 at any point, but he does say groups of 30, so. Okay. 
So, yeah, as he's, like, talking to people, and he's tall enough that he can just, like, be seen over everyone else because he's abnormally tall. And he introduces himself that he's the Wizard of the White Council. It's like, you're, you're what? Yeah. And he goes up to Randy and says, okay, I'm only going to do this once. Right. And he makes a giant green gold lightning thing and explodes at a tree or something. And he says, Agus Chenis, which I did see was a, a reference to uh, Big Trouble Little China. Nice. I didn't pick that up, but that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, that's basically the Latin dumb version of the one of the characters' names who did yeah, basically Chen exactly is, that. A Chen is the wizard of that movie, basically. So, more or less, just the archetype. So, yeah, that's fucking. That's awesome. <laughs> and then the the tree that had been uh, struck starts burning with green flame, which is still shouldn't have been doing that because that's the breakdown of reality that Bob had been talking about. And then all of the volunteers go like, oh, that's scary. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, wizard, any questions? Are you on our side? Very good question. Great. <laughs> you might live. <laughs> yeah. Then he installs Sonya as uh, the head guy. I said, like, hey, how the hell did you get a Kalishnikov? <laughs> because he's Russian. He just has them all the time. Yeah. He says he finds it, but like. Whatever. It's his supernatural ability. Yeah. Yeah. Knights Everybody are where they, where they need to be, when they need to be there. And Sonya gets a Kalishnikov. So. <laughs> Works out. Yeah. Right. And the officers are only able to give one of three orders. Uh, stand, retreat, and follow me. Because it's going to be more confusing than even that can handle. And like, when in doubt, just go kill the enemy. When in doubt, shoot. If retreating, kill them. If standing, kill them. Pretty much just keep killing. Yeah. Harry asked Murphy, what's going to happen after this, do you think? And he sa she says, I don't, because I'm doing today first. Good for her. That's thinking ahead. <laughs> Literally not thinking ahead. But it is also the intelligent thing to do. Um, and uh, Gray Malkin reaches out to Harry, and uh, the enemy is coming from the north. I'm also advised by this irritating pixie to inform you that there is a still <laughs> occupied child care center in its path with a number of young mortals inside. Oh, balls. Yeah. Oh, no, kids. Orphans, not the orphans. It's like, uh, did you guys see the new Wonder Woman movie yet? No. no. Oh, don't. You're not going to ruin it for me, though. So no, I wasn't planning it. I'm <laughs> yeah. just saying, don't. I'm, I mean, you can <laughs> watch it to laugh at it. I'm going to have to. But. There's the convoy scene where they're going and going, and a bunch of kids run out to the middle of the road because you need extra tension. So their genius idea is uh, Chris Pine takes an RPG and launches it, and then she whips it and f uses that as propulsion to go fly and save the kids. Ooh, yeah. That movie's, that movie's mm. so terrible. <laughs> right. 
Wow. I had no expectations, and that's dumber than I expected. Oh, it's great. Not only that, she catches them slow motion, and you could see she clearly should have shattered one of their necks the way she catches them because she's a fucking superhero traveling however fast she's traveling let's, with that. Let's not worry about superhero physics, okay? There isn't a superhero that wouldn't have liquefied themselves, let alone the person they were saving in any of the modern movies, right? Like, I wouldn't you know. have. With, with the exception of maybe Batman, because he doesn't have super strength. But, like, Iron Man, he doesn't have inertial dampeners. He ain't making that landing. Like, you know, it just goes on and on does. and on. He's a genius. <laughs> Inertia doesn't matter when you're a super genius. Right. Okay. So, there are kids in danger. And, and Harry uh, just shouts at people to follow him because they need to go get and save the kids. They get on the bike. Hey. Uh, Butters sure and the Alphas. Sonia is coming uh, from the north, uh, getting them organized, and then they'll all go. And they go the few blocks away, and here's the screams of the uh, Huntsman Spears blasts. And then the sound of a Yotun's horn, the same one as before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he gives out an order. No. He gives an order to Winter of Converge on that engagement, kill anything that tries to harm the children. And now he has got ogres and gnomes and mouths and black dogs and a whole bunch of wild she that are following his orders and killing a whole bunch of shit. And with the monsters as our vanguard, we went off to be Yotun Slayers. Chapter 20. They get in front of the, the building and a single man is defending the doorway of the staircase that led up to the second level. And it was Bradley. Yep. The only guy who's more Mary Sue than Murphy. So. <laughs> Bradley beat her in every <laughs> tournament, man. If you're upset yeah. about Murphy's right. skills, then. Sorry. Right. right. <laughs> off, off screen. But yeah. No, that's yeah. supposed to impress me. Yeah. Murphy's second best, man. So yeah. Bradley's that much more badass. He steals the Jaffa staff and he just starts blasting the, you know. Anyway, <laughs> I don't get the reference. Is, is it the like Star Wars to annoy him? Stargate, no, okay. Stargate, yeah. You way more obscure for you kids. Stargate was great. It had, you know, what, a decade or more run, you know, but it's uh, it didn't have the staying power of Star Wars and Star Trek. So, because it's, it's TV. I mean, the spears from the movie certainly is basically what I picture as the Huntsman spears. Yeah, that's, right? I mean, it's the same thing. Yeah. So, yeah. the movie works if you've seen the movie. So, yeah. Didn't remember the name. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, Bradley's fighting, and he sees the remnants of the more fighting that he'd already done. And uh, he's willing to continue fighting all of the huntsmen. It seems like he'd killed at least five already. Yeah. And Bad this is when him, probably, Murphy though. drops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that son of a bitch beat me in every tournament. Right. So Harry sets winter on the huntsmen. And so those get taken care of by like ogres. Uh, huge white fur things like river shoulders. If he'd been a smoker since childhood after a heroin vendor. <laughs> yeah, creepy. Lots of action. Alex doing things, black dogs doing things. It is harder to talk about all the action stuff because I don't want to break it down 
same right. reason. Yeah. I mean, you can, suffice it to say, Bradley is an unreasonable badass, but I love him mm-hmm. for it. He's he's definitely the the dwarf of this you know book. So, but <laughs> yeah, Murphy's still shorter, right, right? Yeah, but she's she's, she's a hobbit. hobbit. Yeah. So, but um, yeah, it, no, it's it's great because they they start talking about like you know all the craziness and like what the hell's going on here? We're like, remember when you told me in a closed session that I was crazy, and then Butters shows up? Yeah, remember when you told me in a closed session that I was crazy? I know. This is That's what good. we were talking about, you asshole. Yeah. So <laughs> um that was a good moment. But before yeah. that, uh Dr. Butters uh, like... <laughs> as all the fighting is going down, uh Grey Malkin eventually lands right in front of Murphy's Harley and she freaks out. <laughs> like Sir Knight Elder Grey Malkin reporting for duty. She's like, Jesus Mary, mother of God, what the fuck is that? <laughs> She's probably never seen a mouth before. And uh he ignores her and then just reports on the action going around like they are badly outnumbered the monsters are like here and there my can are keeping them occupied for now a retreat would be ideal before and then the yotun horn goes blaring that yeah before yeah. that um like well done but well done elder harry probably doesn't even realize what he said but he used it as a title well done elder right well he used it before to describe him that he was yeah they probably didn't even think about why he was calling him that. Right. Probably not. Well, he's, you know, as long as Katsis actually did, he's the eldest now. But I miss Katsis. Huh? Well, that's it. It's fun. I mean, he only fell into the cold and darkness, so. Look, it's it's going to be fine. He's going to come back later with robot legs inexplicably because all you guys can't let him go. Oh, wait, sorry. Thanks, Andreas. <laughs> Who likes that shit because he's a pleb? He says, but we're getting those kids out. And uh, Malk says, we cannot contest a Yotun, Sir Knight. So Murphy says, pussy! Oh, right. <laughs> Too good. Yeah, you have to say that to the cat like that. Um, and then she and Grey Malkin have their little face down. And she says, I have steel jacketed rounds. And yeah, he's uh, big and scary. And so she they just ignore each other. They get right. along just fine. Okay. But they are getting the kids out first, Harry declares. So uh, Grey Malkin and Winter has to keep the retreat open. And they can't hold it for long, but they're gonna. Because Harry said so. Yeah. And then they go up to, to Bradley and try to calm him down. And he... Seems very shell shocked. Get over it, man. <laughs> Got shit to do and a kid to save. Right. Yeah. And, and he is asking, like, uh, what the hell are you talking about? What is happening? And then Butters just says, Hi. <laughs> right. Like, you know, all that stuff I told you in closed session that you thought was bullshit, and all the stuff I told you in closed session that you thought was bullshit. And Bradley is just like, Huh? What? Fuck no. Right. Which I'm, I'm curious about the background on that, right? Because it's like, I mean, he doesn't seem, as far as we know, he's he's not also a therapist, right? So I'm assuming this is peer discussion. And if it is peer discussion, it certainly could make sense that Murphy talked to him, but why Butters, you know, like, so. Well, well he's, uh, you know, Emmy for the cops and he was the one who did the whole vampire thing that got him, mm-hmm. you know, disgraced, so. 
Mm-hmm. If that's the one he had to follow up with, is like, hey, this is what I found: is vampires. Right. Yeah. Same with all of the everything that Murphy got in trouble for. Yeah. Well, she's just not very good at her job. <laughs> Bradley uh, deals with the the weirdness well enough, and he says, "Fuck it, I'll lose my mind later." Right. We've got six kids, a nice lady, and Rudolph up there. Okay, so they have to get the kids out, and uh, Bradley agrees. He goes uh, to the door, announces himself, and... God damn uh, it, Bradley! (laughs) Yeah. We've got to get out of there while they can, and the kids, and so, but Rudolph is uh, terrified and crazy, and he doesn't want to leave because it's a war zone, and yes, this is all very good points, and so Bradley just, like, hits him, and he's knocked out a little bit, right? And just like grabs him, puts him over the shoulder and like, okay, we can go now. <laughs> Especially when Rudolph started like accusing everyone of lying and that's why everything was going down. As they're leaving, the alphas uh, kind of go around the kids to make sure that they see the big puppy instead of all the carnage that's on the other side of them. Right, yeah, the alphas, yeah. yeah eight foot wolves okay i mean if that's not a big puppy i don't know what is i'd call it a big puppy i'd probably run up and try to hug it (laughs) yeah well you'd be eaten so that's okay (laughs) i know but i get really dumb about cute things i wouldn't call a wolf cute i would yeah but that's why you get eaten (laughs) i know (laughs) wolves got domesticated for a reason my buddy so yeah yeah I'm, i'm down yeah, what I have barking upstairs every time somebody comes and knocks on the door, that ain't a wolf, that ain't an apex predator. That's someone yeah. who eats styrofoam like an idiot. <laughs> so he's an apex predator for coffee cups. So. <laughs> Harry gives him directions. If you, you go down these blocks and you find the big black guy screaming in Russian, that's Sonya and he'll help you. Yeah. South Pavilion, Sonya, Wizard Sammy, get the kids out, and then Bradley's looking at the wolves like, they're friendly? Yeah, Yeah, those ones are, but don't trust the cats. You're handling this pretty well. I am not. (laughs) I am not handling this well. (laughs) Yeah, between fuck it, I'll lose my mind later and that that line, yeah, for sure. (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty endearing in this chapter for Bradley. Um, and then Harry kind of figures out that, oh, Bradley went to this place because one of these kids is his little girl. Yeah. Very selfish. And Butters is going to go protect the kids because uh, fetal acquiescence, and that means, yes, it'll work. Right. Yeah. I mean, there's really no circumstance where it wouldn't have worked in this particular night. Yeah. Like they'd have to be really, really being petty and conservative with the rules. <laughs> if there was any instance he ran into tonight where I was like, nah, this is not going to work. As they're uh, starting to leave and moving and everything is fine. And then Toot Toot uh, appears and says, my Lord, I have engaged the enemy. Great. <laughs> and uh, almost gets split in half until Lacuna uh, shoulders into him. Because giant axe, the Yotun, and now the the Yotun is there to kill them. Yay. Yeah. All right. So he has the very simple choice. He does the suicidal fight, lets the kids go away. It's like, this is basically no choice then. He's going to fight a Yotun. 
Chapter Those 21, Jotun fighting. Right. And this Yotun knows what he's doing. Yeah. First, they got to do the rap battle, though. Yeah. After talking about, like, he's really big, and that's a really big axe. This guy's, like, three stories tall. Right. And, like, throwing cars around, I think, a little bit. Breaks a bunch of but, glass, has to use his axe as, like, a break, doesn't he? Because he's basically skating on the ice fall. Uh, once they start throwing down, but, like, so the Yotun starts the introductions by calling him Sadermater. And then it's like, who are you and what have you done that I might know whom I kill? Old school Viking stuff. Got to do this. And it gives them time. So, <laughs> it yeah, we'll delay. We'll, I'll talk about all my boastings and you better do all of your boastings, too. And then he doesn't. Well, yeah, the problem oh, is like Dresden, Dresden takes like 20 minutes to give him his rap sheet about, you know, all the wizards he's killed and all the monsters and, you know, the entire yeah. fucking red court. And then he's like, yeah, well, I fought Thor and I lived. <laughs> well, fuck. <laughs> I mean, don't get me wrong. That is somewhat impressive, especially coming from the monster side of the thing. But destroyed the entire red court is really up there. So I, <laughs> you know. Are you assuming Thor couldn't destroy the entire Red Court if you Well, not to? like all at one time in one night, you know? <laughs> you know? No, for him it would be a, a happy campaign of just like, okay, these ones are here, we kill them, go to the next ones, they're here, we kill them, and then on, right. on and on and on. He would have just, taken you know, months. centuries. Fallen from the sky into the middle of uh, chicken pizza and just vaporize them all with lightning. Because that's you what go. you do. Okay, so Thor is your favorite then, I take it. <laughs> I mean, I like Thor. I don't know that he's my favorite. I don't really have a favorite god because, you know. I was thinking Avenger, but, you know, okay. <laughs> oh, Avenger? I, that depends on the moment. It's usually Stark, but yeah, Thor's, Thor's up there. In all of this, the, is actually the important thing of the. This is when Bradley is trying to leave, but he has his little girl and Rudy, and he can't do both. So Harry tells him to drop Rudy, take the girl and run. This is why Rudolph is there in a few minutes and still freaked out. Totally, totally doesn't matter though. So it's just a happy yeah. coincidence. So. Mm -hmm. Harry does all of his introduction. It's impressive claims. Damn right. Who are you? What you got? Svanger, son of Svangi. <laughs> I fought the Odin son and lived to tell the tale. And he's done. Should have been more. Right. And, <laughs> uh oh, you're supposed to take longer than that. Um, okay. And they just nod at each other. And then Svangar goes at him with the axe, this gigantic car sized axe. And they do the fighting and the, the big explosions and all the things. And Harry does, like points the staff at one side, does his force spell, and then in order to push himself to the other side and dodge the axe. That was actually kind of clever. And then the fire, ooh, on the fire giant. Yeah, yeah, Jesus, fuego is the key. Do you think that works? Yeah, uh, on a, a little fire behind? like that against, yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, I know, it's I, it's such a stupid hairy moment too, because it's like, you are the winter night. He's like, but fire's my go-to. Exactly. I'm like, you're the goddamn, it's, you, you used ice tonight. Why not at least try the ice instead? <laughs> so... Yeah, he, he used the ice 
like an hour previously against right. the whole line of Yotuns, and he uses fire against this one. Right. Because if he does next stupid, then he doesn't. We don't get to have the moment where the Hobbit blows him up with fire. True. And we all needed that for catharsis for something. I've been told. Well, we needed that because of what's going to happen. So we is one too many Kimosabi. <laughs> we can still be two. Three is a crowd. Yeah. Harry got tossed around between cars, uh, and it hurts a lot. Yotun raised the axe sideways like a fly swatter, and just was like, eh. And then Harry uh, takes out the box labeled camping supplies and has the RPG or whatever, rocket launcher. I don't know. I'm, I'll try not to be technical, because I will say the wrong thing on that one. Just call it a bazooka. Sondra, That's what Harry called it. OK, yeah. I will do that. And uh, Rudy calls it a rocket launcher, so. Yeah, well, who cares what he wants? <laughs> uh, Svanger accuses Harry of fighting like a woman. And Murphy says, hey, Dritzek. Says, Me too. Yeah. <laughs> this, this is Bazooka a new... to his throat. And I was going to say this is an, a new take on fight like a girl. So mm-hmm. it works. Um, and then his Shocking. throat explodes. Resisting fire is a nifty trick, but in the end, Sir Isaac will always weigh in on matters. Fire is an absolute collection point of energy, and it can always get hotter. Did I ever see a watermelon get split, uh, smashed with a sledgehammer? It did that. Yay. And he crushes more cars, and one outflung hand landed not three feet away from Harry's toes. And all of a sudden, it's way too quiet in the street. And Murphy explains that she had two bazookas, uh, the other one was the practice launch. <laughs> he says, you never told me about it. No, you great gawking man child. You'd have wanted to play with it. <laughs> Truth hurts. Huh? The appropriate reaction too. Yeah. And we should have Andreas here for this one. We can give him all sorts of shit. Right. Like Norwegian. Foreign. Yeah. For... Sec is Norwegian for a uh, scumbag. Yeah. It's tradition. I'm a cop. <laughs> so. Mm-hmm. It's a tradition tradition for us to make fun of Andreas. And Rudolph is awake and panicking. Oh no. You just killed that man with a rocket launcher. Like the dude was the size of a building. Come on. Yeah. (laughs) The amount of denial. It's self defense. Like, give me a fucking break, you know? Yeah. Even if he's not crazy and if he was right, you know? Like, yeah, self defense is still absolutely a thing. That cops use. Uh, yeah, he's just, he's very. Yeah. All right. Calling them terrorists, and uh, Ru- Murphy just says, You don't know what's going on because he hasn't been listening to the fact that they've all been trying to tell him what's going on for several books now. He's, you just killed someone with the rocket launcher. That was the idea. Yeah. And Harry is trying to uh, raise a hand and like swat him away with force, but the amount of damage that his arm has taken means that it's not moving. It was dislocated another time and possibly broken. It's just like the, the amount of static that he's experiencing. It, it, these signals are not going. He didn't use the antenna properly. 
Murphy tries to get Rudolph to take his finger off the trigger, at the very least. And I don't need you to do something, and then she's dead. Well, 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 if it isn't the consequences of my own actions. Right. Yeah, if only this had been foreshadowed three times this book, and everybody in his life has told him to get, like, his mom called him up, be like, Rudy, is your finger on the trigger again? You know, like, fucking hell. It's, yeah. It's tragic and it's stupid. And, Hilarious. Yeah. <sighs> and he's looking at the gun. was like, wait, what? What did it do? It did the thing that I told it to do because I had my finger on the trigger and squeezed? <clears throat> How dare it? Stupid toys. The city is exploding and Harry doesn't care. The uh, bullet had gone through her neck an inch above the Kevlar vest and the, but hadn't gone straight through and just went upward towards her left ear. And there's a lot of blood because that's a lot of vessels right there. But he's trying to stop the blood flow and keep her awake. And he calls her Karen and then she says uh, that she always preferred Murph from him. And the soul gaze is about to start, and then it doesn't. On an empty house. Oh, gasp. Oh, well. And Butters is there, but he doesn't even really try to do anything because he knows it's too late. Even if he says, even if she had been on the table when it happened, they probably wouldn't have been able to save her. Well, especially not him. He cuts up dead people. Yeah. And Harry's trying CPR and breaking her ribs with all the compressions, but she doesn't respond. I don't think CPR would help with uh, lack of blood flow. Oh, it's fine. He's just going to pump the blood out of the holes, the extra news. I know. Yeah. Butters tries to get Harry to get up and go because they have to go do other things. But Murphy is gone, and the winter mantle is not helping for all of this pain. And... Gee, maybe he shouldn't have given in to the cold. Oh, been a and then there's Rudolph making noises and being scared again. Flinches away from Harry when he looks at him. and Says, I didn't mean to do anything, and Harry doesn't care. And just yeah. starts running after him. Chapter 23 starts with, hate is comforting. Hate is pure. This is when he's fully with Mab. Well, now now we get to see what Monster Harry looks like, at least one-on-one, yeah. on one, so. I mean, this is not exactly new. He's perfectly fine with hating before. Yeah. Yeah, but it's this just is... extra hate. Yeah. But this is not all that different from what he did to the ghouls. I mean... You know, as far as enjoying the the torture and the and the chase and the yada yada. Yeah, but you're allowed to do that to ghouls because they're not human. Apparently, that makes them still counts. People, yeah, people are weird, man. I I gotta tell you, you know, killer robots, ghouls, vampires, all that shit. Just because I'm gonna kill all of them, like I'll tell you one thing they got in common: they eat people. Okay, they're on the table. 
killer robots eat people. Like if you, if I decide to wipe out the entire race of Terminators or synths or whatever, you know, I'm, I'm speaking to a particular crowd. They know who I'm talking about. So. Also, this is how you know Butter sucks even people? more because not only does he stop him from doing what he wants to do, but the last time Harry did this, the other two knights just stood there and kind of like were happy to let him do it when he was beating the shit out of Cassius. So, yeah, but he wasn't going to kill him. So. Uh, he was going to kill him. And no, because he didn't. Because he came out while they were standing there. They were like, you know, don't phone calls cost more than a quarter these days? Like they were there and they would have stopped him if he went too far. I mean, you're right. It is, you know, somewhat similar. But in this case, he was going to go too far. He was going to kill the guy. So. But he should have, according to everyone. I mean, what Harry did to Cassius was really brutal. Like, broke all of his limbs, right? Landed in the hospital for several months. Like, that, that is a lot. That's not, that is still taking it too far. <laughs> Yeah, but Michael said it's okay. Therefore, we know right. definitively that it's right. okay. So No, we don't. We just <laughs> like to pretend it is because it's Michael and everybody loves well, him. Well, he couldn't have an Archangel's Grace if it was wrong. So I'm just telling you. The, that's, oh, is that's that how That's pretty much the white god's official stamp that beating uh, the ever-loving fuck out of a Denarian that, is okay. And that tells you all you A man who was no longer a Denarian. Right. Because he had, give, he had just given up the coin. And Michael didn't have the grace at that time. Just saying, like it's, yeah, it's yeah, forgivable. Listen, How about we, that? We we know <laughs> that we know that heaven's got some squiffy policies. Yeah. yeah, you guys are shying away from the whole like there's a war in heaven and hell, right? Like, do you what do you think the war looks like? You think the angels are over there with nerf bats and just be like bonk bonk? Oh, go back to hell. <laughs> I'm just saying, don't you be know? hypocrites about it. Then right. do it all the time. But Rudolph uh, apparently knows how to run, and Harry also knows how to run, so this is fine. Right. He makes a lot of funny sounds, a lot of gasping and whimpering. No, well, he missed an can't. opportunity to like break his nose and like make a Rudolph joke, you know. With blood. <laughs> that I mean, he breaks funny. a bunch of stuff. So. Yeah, I know, but like you know, but, Rudolph with your nose so bright. Yeah, I'm gonna really. But kill it's you like tonight. June. He's forgiven for not making a Christmas reference. So. He is part of winter. He has license to make Christmas jokes <laughs> all year round. I approve. <laughs> Rudolph is saying, you can't, you can't do this. Why do you think I can't do this? How can you stop me from this? Right. Yeah, my, my thought when he's like, oh, you can't, is like, yeah, like you couldn't fucking kill Murphy, you scumbag. Like, right. uh, I, for the record, I don't endorse this. I understand it, but right. I don't endorse it. You, know, you like, would still be the, the guy trying to stop the friend from murdering someone. Uh, I mean, I'd probably be smarter about it than Sonya, but, you know, yes. If I were the Knight of the Cross in the moment, it'd be like, look, dude, I get it, but I'm going to have to stop you, <laughs> you know, like, so. And that shows you Sonya has apparently grown from when he was happy to let Cassius get beaten to death. Yeah, there you go. He has an arc. Hmm. Angel. They wouldn't have been able to stop him, though, or no, if he had, like, set the Malks on Rudolph or something. They would have, well, well, they would have had to fight in the box. I yeah. Mean, they just wouldn't have had to fight. And he wouldn't have, though, right? Because it's not he personal, wants personal. Yeah, he wants yeah. the personal satisfaction. So. Yeah. 
But squishing Rudolph with the shield, I thought was like very simple, but very like also brutal. Like it breaks his finger because he still has his finger through the trigger hold thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because he can't fucking let go of it. Not like it got him into any trouble having his trigger on the fi- his finger on the trigger, so what's the big deal? Yeah. And then Rudolph pees himself, <laughs> and he just continues squishing. And Sonia arrives. Fuck uh, off, Sonia! It won't be a minute. Just have this thing I need to finish. There's like a few of like, well, he's not a threat to you anymore. But he killed Murphy, but he's not killing you now, so you should stop. I will not ask again. Right. Draws Esperacius. Yeah. Um, Sonia wouldn't walk away. That wasn't the knight's style. He wasn't going to let me finish my business. I would have to reason with him. And then Sonia closes his eyes for a second as if in pain. Which, come on, that was just stupid. But it wasn't, because immediately we had Harry... Stop killing Rudolph and attacking Sonya instead. They fight very ruthlessly with each other, hand to hand. Very winter, very dirty. Yeah, because immediately uh, he tries to kick Sonya in the balls. Yeah, fucker. (laughs) That's totally uncool for the record. (laughs) I will catch you for that. And he doesn't do it later when he should, but you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's a see does harry's nose get broken and then uh, uh, sonya's nose gets broken right right sonya's ear mike Tyson oh style. yeah holy field and, and uh obviously sonya's wearing uh steel-toed work boots and so when he kicks harry that fucking hurts when sonya has to drop his sword Harry's then trying to squish him and then Butters is there and he's trying to stop Harry from doing everything because uh, he, he's another of the presentations of him being tiny and he should run because he's so tiny and he can't really do anything but he doesn't because he's so amazing which in this instance it would have been okay but then he, like I got irritated with he kept doing the same description later and later but he can't let Harry do the evil things I mean, we can. We just don't. I mean, what what you got to understand is like this is pretty much literally his nightmare, right? Is facing down Darth Dresden by himself. You know, so he's been worried about this at least since cold days. So, and he's still the junior knight. You know. Yeah. Yeah, but he can intercept the lightning bolt with the lightsaber. So (laughs) he can intercept like the eye with the lightsaber, can he? Like. Yeah, so, you're not making it better. <laughs> just saying, like lightning's nothing, and we and we see Obi Wan block lightning with a lightsaber all the time. What are you mad about? Obi Wan's an actual Jedi as opposed to this little shit. Obi Wan doesn't have an archangel in his lightsaber, so Obi Wan is an archangel. Don't you dare disrespect. <laughs> all that right, I I will concede that point. You can have it. <laughs> I'll be happy to join you on that one. <laughs> Especially when it becomes a Force ghost, he's everywhere. Right. Butters does say that he's not trying to protect Rudolph, he's trying to protect his friend. Yes, we Aww. get it, but like, I don't know. I'd like to see Rudolph squished. Yeah. I'm not a good person. I'd like to see Butters <laughs> kicked in the balls. 
but we can't always get what we want. (laughs) I do get what I want because when he hits Harry with the sword, his mantle goes away. So I thought that was interesting. Yes. This, this was the important payoff to the, uh, like, it's just a thing we can like all put our hands through. It's uncomfortably warm to Harry, but it's comfortable for the rest of them. Yeah. And, uh, Butters tries to parry when Harry is, is lashing out and it, his world becomes pain. There's no warning or anything, but the second the arm touched the plane of the blade of light, everything shifted. The mantle vanished. Every injury, every hurt, every ache, scratch, and bruise, and all the strain became real and crashing down on Harry. He felt Rudolph and he felt his terror, the agony, confusion, the humiliation the hatred, self-hatred. And then he feels again, the loss of Murphy. And it's enough to get him to stop fighting because now he's just a a crumpled mess. He's sad now. Yeah, he's broken. And Tiny Tiny Butters is holding up the very large frame of Harry Dresden while he's hysterically crying. very sappy and butters uh was trying to comfort harry and harry saying like well he took her from me he took her from all of us but you he'll answer for it before the law except he won't because now there's not a body Mm. yeah how can they they can't charge him with murder because you can't prove that he murdered anyone you people are always so worried about mortal institutions he's going to answer to the law I mean, honestly, like, regardless of what happens, I can't imagine he's going to be a cop anymore. You know, like, you want to talk about what a broken person is going to look like. If 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 we're true to, you know, previous Rudy and, you know, his supposed, uh, you know, protection of Murphy and everything from Full Moon. Um, mm-hmm. So, you know, we'll see. Full Moon and what was the other one? You know, because, like, wasn't there also a later moment where it's like, if you hurt her, I'll kill you? That, no, was that, that Great, grave peril, yeah, I think. Yeah, grave peril. He one. was still more or less on her side. Right. So. Oh, right. that's when you have peril the nightmare is, is, and everything. Yeah. Okay. Um, I thought that was only for them. No, it, it was great. Yeah. yeah. So. And then after that, he goes to be, you know. Him. We'll see. I mean, otherwise, like if, I mean, if he doesn't, then yes, I, I would be fine with him being killed. <laughs> so like. Well, he's not going to be in jail from, I mean, nobody, who saw it? People that aren't going to be able to testify to anything because, again, there's no body. If if Dresden were to say this is what happened, like, so in a way, it's probably circumstantial or he said, she said, maybe. But come on, you've got Dresden says Rudy killed her. Bradley says the last time I saw Rudy, he was there and he's got this long history of not keeping his finger off the goddamn trigger. So it makes total sense. I think that's probably enough. Like, I'm not a lawyer, but it's not Bradley, body. you know, so... Nah. Not without a body. You can't just be like, I saw this person die, and then not, there's nothing there. Yeah, I think they're going to have trouble finding a lot of bodies after this one, so. Well, but that's the the thing with all this. There's nobody's going to get arrested for this unless they're, like, looting after the fact. There's nothing to be done. It's just sweep it under the rug as much as you can, and it's like the bullshit argument they make at the end of the Dark Knight, where it's like you can't sweep five buddies under the rug, and that was the fucking Joker, and he was still alive. Right. 
Well, then it's a wedding present. Either either Mab or Laura is going to get a hold of him. <laughs> yeah, but like, by then, by then, Harry will have learned to forgive him, and it's okay. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I mean, some of the tone, like if you if you take some of the earlier stuff as like Harry writing this after the fact, like he does seem very neutral about Rudy, right? So obviously, he's not like, you know, I don't know. It could be imperfect narration or something like that, but I don't know. We'll see. Or we won't. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Butter says uh, things like, well, we need you, your daughter needs you, and Harry thinks of Maggie and then breaks down more and cries even more because he almost became the monster he didn't want to raise her. And uh, Sonia starts moving around again, like, you fight dirty, you fight like a Russian. <laughs> Right. And the best part is basically in that statement, Sonia forgives him. So, yeah. And the city is still burning. But that is the end of chapter 23. So we can start next time on 24. Yay. Yeah. And if, if you're one of those that reads instead of listens, you may want to listen to this one if you like a good cry, I'm just saying. So I feel like Marsters gets Harry's, uh, you know, mental state and emotion fairly well, so. Yeah, he did a really good performance of it. Oh, you people and your emotions. I know, right? Yeah, I mean, you'll, you'll have to skip past most of the initial fight because, you know, he's going to say Jotun 39 times, but but other than that, I'll forgive him for this. So. It is why I don't bother listening to things, because I can screw up words in my own head just fine. All right. I don't need somebody else doing it for me. So, plugging. Uh, go ahead. I don't want to. Well, this nothing. has been the tragedy of the Dresden Files podcast, the saddest episode ever. This is the greatest episode. What are you talking about? <sighs> saddest. Finally anyway. rid ourselves of that four, five-foot nightmare. I would have preferred to keep Murphy and lose butters. That's a tough. So one. next, I'd have to, I'd have to think about that. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, might might finally be on. We board. got a three way standoff. Yeah. We're a member of the Broken Jars Network. Come listen to us next week when we talk about while we weren't recording, and click on the drive through rpg.net link. If you want to talk to us because you missed this episode because of spoilers, then give us money through our Patreon. And the Patreon tiers are probably needing, they definitely need a major upgrade or like revisit. And so we're going to change them now while they're cheap. (laughs) Yeah, sort of. Um, Then, yeah, pay us two bucks, join us on Discord, pay us on 12 bucks, and then you get to join us on all of our Discord channels. Try to keep something special. We have more than one Discord channel. There's yeah, at least three. Yeah. <laughs> huh. So there's a Dresden one, and then there's the one that we annoy you with Star Wars, if you haven't noticed. I oh, one. yeah. That one's fun. That's not a Discord. That's a channel I try to pretend doesn't exist. And yet you respond with memes. Well, because people are annoying. <laughs> Specifically that one and the <laughs> Well, it's, it's just funny because I, I find myself in this weird middle ground because it's like, yes, the sequels are terrible and whatever, but not everything. So not the new stuff. The new stuff is good. 
yeah, that's a fight that's going to go on for forever. But forever. Check us out. Keep watching.